from Bakery Business Academy, welcome to the Kitchen Notes Podcast, a show for bakers and food entrepreneurs who want to build profitable bakery businesses that make an impact in their communities. We're your hosts, Meg and Molly Svek. Hey, Mal. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another mini episode. Hello. The question that we are covering this week came from one of the students in our Bakery Business Academy Facebook group. And she was sort of just throwing out a question to the group about how people manage to own a bakery, earn a profit, make a living off of this. I think she was a little bit incredulous, maybe, that people actually make money at this. And she was looking for some insight into how others set up their budgets and run their business so as to actually make make money, Mm -hmm. make money. You know, it is an incredibly tough industry just because margins are very thin, especially now. We all know inflation is no joke, causing some issues across lots of industries and especially the food industry. It was never traditionally a high margin industry. And when you're selling a product that only costs a couple bucks, your margin of error is Mm -hmm. small. Right, right. So I thought this was a good question. You know, Molly and I love to talk about the money side of the business. Who doesn't love making money? So yeah, I thought we'd cover this today and kind of share what we do and what we teach in our classes. And maybe that would be helpful. I think now, even more than ever, everyone that owns a bakery or any kind of food business is really feeling this question. Like it's really hitting home, even more so than even more than when COVID was going on. When COVID was going on, it was a lot of like, of course, supply chain issues and just kind of like scary in general. But right now I would say this is, we're living through a year with our business. It's the hardest it's ever been. From definitely okay. from both money managers. Yes. Cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow is extremely difficult and we've had to really dial back and really like right. focus focus on what is truly like making us money yes. and not doing anything really extraneous or like stuff that might have been okay a few years ago to just do because it was fun is probably not going to be on the table right now just because it it truly is it's so tight right now and you need yeah. to be making sure that it's like you're not wasting any right and that's not to say you can't be profitable. I think when we say like things are tight right now, it's because we know our margins. We know what numbers we need to hit. Whereas before there might've been a little more wiggle room to have fun or try do a little R&D. Right. You know? And we still um, do R&D, but it's like we do it in a way that's like, okay, I need to think this through before I even test it because it isn't going to make sense. You know? Yeah from a costing standpoint, I'm not even going to spend my time trying to make it. And which is like, obviously the way you should be running your business overall. But I certainly think there were in years past, you would be able to do things that were like, let's just do this for fun. We're not going to make any money on it. We're just going to do it for fun. But right now it's like, it's really tight. Or, you know, any type, I mean, we personally, growth is sort of out of, we've hit the pause button now on Mm -hmm. some projects that we're excited about, but it's really just not the time. We want to make sure we have enough cash on hand for emergencies or surprise bills or price increases. Just things keep going up and up. And we're in like, let's stay in the safe zone. Yeah. Let's we're not stay trying to grow for a little while. Yeah. So I think a lot of businesses are in that spot. And during these lean times, I mean, 
it's still important to, honestly, it's more important than ever to know your numbers, keep a close eye on your numbers because it still is profitable. It's, it's still possible to make a go of this and earn a profit, but it really requires you to keep a very close eye on your budget very close eye on the cash coming in and out and just really stay focused. So I thought it might be useful to talk through the budgeting formula that we use and that we teach in our classes. I want to stress like before we get into the hard numbers that this is a starting point. A lot of this will depend on what kind of bakery you're running. Obviously, if you have a model where you're doing a lot of custom work like a wedding cake business or custom cookies or anything sort of more um, hands-on, hands-on, intricate, something that you're working like one-on-one with custom clients. I think the labor piece is going to be a little higher and then you can be pulling some of that budget from your cost of goods perhaps or wherever you have a little more wiggle room. So these are guidelines. This is some guardrails that we put around our budget as a starting point. And then if you have more custom work or less custom work, you can sort of adjust. But this provides a jumping off point and some guardrails to start with. The important thing I always say is consistency and trackability. So if your labor cost, for example, consistently runs at, a, at like 30%, let's say, of your revenue, then just be tracking it every month and try to be hitting that 30%. If it's consistently running at 50%, maybe that's higher than what we recommend in this formula we're about to tell you about. That might be okay though, if you're controlling your costs well in other areas and it's very predictable for you. So you're striving for predictability. You're striving to maintain a profit margin in your numbers. And maybe we'll talk about some tips for keeping these costs under control too, as we get into it here. Okay. So what is our budgeting formula that we use? I'll share it now. If you've taken my pricing course or if you are a student in my finance fundamentals e-course, you've probably heard this before. So this will be a repeat for you. But the budget we use is that we strive to spend no more than 30% of our revenue on ingredients and supplies. So cost of goods sold. We try not to exceed 30%. We try not to exceed 40% of our revenue toward our labor budget. That includes paying our staff. That includes our benefits package. So we offer health, dental, vision for our employees. That includes like our unemployment insurance that we pay and our like taxes that we pay on employee wages. All of that goes into our labor bucket and we strive to spend no more than 40% on labor. I will say that number has been (laughs) creeping up for probably close to a year now. So we are adjust, we're making a few adjustments to keep our labor costs under control. Some of it involves growing our revenue with our existing team, trying to do things more efficiently, trying to do things, do more with less basic rates, produce more product with the staff that we have. Some of that involves raising our prices. We did raise our prices a couple times this year. And then some of it involves just, you know, different efficiency measures in the kitchen. Uh, so 30% cost of goods sold, 40% labor. Then we strive for a 20% budget going toward overhead. That includes things like rent, utilities, marketing, all that good stuff. And then 
In an ideal world, that would leave 10% left over for profit. So we are budgeting a specific line item for profit, which I think is really, really important. Very smart. Yeah, we get into that more in the finance course, but you have to plan for there to be something left over or else just tends to evaporate. Yes. So that's the formula we use. 30, 40, 20, 10. 30% cogs, 40% labor, 20% overhead, 10% profit. We track these numbers at least every month. Sometimes I'm looking at them weekly. We work really closely with our bookkeeper to prepare a really solid profit and loss report every single month. And then we break down these numbers and we are keeping a laser, laser eye on them every single month. So that's what we do. And that's what lots of our students do too. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else do we have to say about this? One of the things that we at our shop specifically in terms of like kitchen efficiencies, trying to do more with the team that we have. Yeah. It certainly was an investment for us overall. But one of the things that we purchased this year um, is our pie machine. So it's a pie press. We have rolled everything by hand since we opened. Um, like all of the pie dough, we right. roll everything by hand with rolling pins. And it's very, I'm very fast at it. It's and it's a beautiful product. It's a beautiful, beautiful product. But in terms of trying to hire and train people in this climate right now, it's so hard, first of all, to hire people. And second of all, in terms of like teaching someone that, that's a skill that you'll learn over several months, if not, you know, like six months, and then you'll be able to like perfect it and really be doing it at an efficient speed. And right now it's, it's just, we're kind of a bare bones team right now. Uh, And so we bought a pie press for our dough. The dye is coming hopefully by the end of this week, early next week. So we're very excited about that. Yeah. It's by a company called ComTech. And we're going to give it a go. I think it's going to help with our efficiency and it's going to help with making sure we're consistent in our product. And overall, I think that it'll help us grow. We, I think, have hopes that one, you know, we'll be able to do mail order one day or shipping. And I think if that's something we want to do down the line, maybe not right now, that would definitely be something that's going to help us out in that regard. So that was an exciting investment. Yeah, this year it really was, and we did the same thing with over the summer the the espresso. Oh tamper. yeah, the tamper. We bought an automatic tamper machine. So we also, in addition to the bakery side, we have an espresso program, and we were really struggling to hire front of house staff, barista mm-hmm. staff who had experience. One of the things that we purchased several months ago to sort of make the training go smoother, be able to do more volume in less time with the team that we had was purchasing this automatic tamping machine. So it still lets us do manually pulled espresso shots on our lovely little machine. However, it does sort of eliminate some of that training barrier and help us go quicker Right, with a team who's not necessarily like a total pro and with years and years of experience as barista. Mm-hmm. So Just those little things that allow you to maximize your team, do things a little more efficiently. Machinery can be a way to do that in automation. So that's something we're starting to experience. I feel like some things with the automation, it's, it's hard because as a pie shop and like, I feel like in my mind, it's supposed to be like, it's all hand rolled, but like, yeah. 
times are really changing. And so I feel like in, in certain ways, I also have to like bend and change to a certain respect, but also hold our product to this highest standard. And so if I want to hit the standard, but I don't have the team to do it, you have to like be, yeah. be able to flex and make it work however you need to make it work. Yeah. I honestly think that's a very important conversation for small business owners to start having with themselves and with their team. The economy and the world we live in is just not the same that it was even like five or 10 years ago. I mean, it's there's uh, it's going to be really hard to compete in the food industry going forward without using some of these things and you know the big guys are using that right oh bigger companies are using these machines like even think about i'm going back to the coffee example even thinking about starbucks like Mm -hmm. a starbucks employee doesn't have to know how to steam milk they don't have to know how to pull an espresso shot the machine does everything for you right you read in the newspaper in magazine industry magazines about all this automation that's happening and part of the reason is is labor is costing more and more and more and right we'll need to find ways to achieve the same quality product with less expenditure on labor mm-hmm. so we're all having to rethink how we do this and i some some like molly and i we like molly was saying pride ourselves on this handmade and it's homemade because it is handmade right that is what is special about it and it is still handmade it's just that we are right shifting shifting gears somewhat but the pie yeah. itself is still handmade it's still the same beautiful ingredients we're happy we're to just challenge ourselves yeah to think a little bit differently about us. how we produce our product yeah so and I think it helps you to stay relevant. You're constantly researching. You're constantly mm-hmm. trying to do better and help your team and make sure that you're <laughs> frankly able to stay in business. Yeah. That bakery industry conference, I think is this week in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. We're recording this like a few weeks in the past from when you guys are going to be listening to this. But I would be interested to maybe go to that next year yeah. to see some of the innovations that are yeah. happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. We should do so that. Maybe we'll get that on our radar for 2023. Love it. Maybe we'll meet some of you there. Huh? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap this up. We're get, you know, it's supposed to be a mini episode. So let's, let's wrap Keep it, it up mini. here. Well, Keep it mini. I hope that was helpful for some of you. If you have feedback or questions or would like to continue this conversation, please hit us up in the Facebook group. If you need more guidance and education around pricing or finance or production. Yeah. Please check out our introductory recipe costing e-course that will give you sort of the basic lay of the land when it comes to pricing your products for profit and bakery finance. You can read more about that program at recipecostingessentials.com or ping us on social media. We're happy to chat. All right. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Good weekend. Thank you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kitchen Notes. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you can listen in again next week. And if you appreciated the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating or review. It really helps make it possible for us to continue sharing helpful bakery content with you all. And for more information about starting and running a profitable bakery business, 
visit bakerybusinessacademy.com. Talk to you next week.